the Big Ten announced its absolutely enormous Big Ten and media rights deal. Uh, a figure in the billions and billions of dollars. We're going to have all the little details you're going to want to know about this new deal. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Friday, August 19th. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I'm your host as always, Jacob Rude. Want to thank you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. Want to thank Bet Online for being the sponsor of today's episode. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Obviously, the talk of the town for Thursday was the Big Ten's new media rights deal, which uh, the biggest, I believe, in sports history. Uh, certainly one of the biggest uh, just contracts we've ever seen signed uh, when it comes to sports. It is a seven-year deal worth more than $7 billion. That is billion with a B. I know we talked about it. I know we kind of expected this to be about a billion dollars annually. Seeing that number written out, <laughs> it's it's hard to wrap your mind around. $7 billion, and it's probably going to go up. Because there are escalators included in that. Among those uh, is if the Big Ten expands, then this deal expands. So it could get up anywhere to between 7 and $11 billion over the next seven years. Uh, it's an average of about $1.5 billion per year is what it's going to come out to. Just, again, I just said it. Hard to wrap your mind around the, the figures thrown around in this one. Uh, it is a backloaded deal. It goes into effect in 2023. As it was previously reported, it is with Fox, CBS, and NBC as the three entities. The Fox noon game, when it comes to, to football on those Saturdays, you got the Fox noon game. The CBS 330 game, the NBC primetime game, is going to be your rotation. Now, that specific rotation won't start until 2024 because... CBS has SEC games in 2023, so you'll have your Fox Noon game, you'll have your NBC primetime game. In between, it might be a Big Ten Network game mixed in there. But starting in 2024, CBS will have that 330 game. They're also going to have, uh, in total, 15 Big Ten regular season games, including a Black Friday game, which is interesting. I, th I think that's the day that sports... Um, don't maybe utilize as much. There's a lot of people that don't work that day. There's a lot of people that are home all, and just sitting on the couch doing, especially now doing internet shopping. So it'll be interesting to see what type of ratings a game on Black Friday will get. Obviously, Thanksgiving is a, a marquee day. The The next day, typically, there isn't much. Uh, we'll see the World Cup there this year. That'll give us a sense. But a Black Friday game will be coming. That's typically one of the final weeks, if not the final week of the regular season. I wouldn't be surprised if an IU-Purdue game ends up on Black Friday, uh, depending on the circumstances around it and if the two teams are good, basically. But um, a rivalry game like that being thrown on on Black Friday would... I wouldn't be stunned by it. I, I certainly would not be surprised by it. The three networks are going to alternate 
between picking first among each weekend selection of Big Ten games. So it's literally kind of a draft. That That's going to be a fun exercise if you want to do throughout this uh, contract is to look at the week's games and figure out what the number one draft pick would be and what the bottom draft pick would be for a uh, for the Big Ten games. But the expectation ultimately, uh, this is from Jeff Rabjohns at Peaks. the expectation um, is that this deal is going to average around $90 million per school year. Uh, we heard it would be around $100 million. It comes in a little little south of that, but the, the old deal was bringing in around $53 million. That's per school per year. Uh, so still a staggering amount of money. The $53 million was according to the published report, so that's pretty official. Uh, we won't know on this one until there are those published reports, uh, but still, it, it doesn't quite double up what it what the Big Ten made in the last deal, but a significant pay raise, a significant increase in money, and ultimately a, an absolutely landmark deal that uh, sets the stage for um, the SEC. They have, I don't think they have kind of their full media rights deal they can negotiate, but they have part of it uh, coming up, and they're going to have to... Uh, they they're going to need a response basically because this is uh, an enormous um an enormous deal uh that uh takes Big 10 away from ESPN officially we talked about that as well for the first time in i think 40 years a long long time since the Big 10 will not be on ESPN so uh soak that one up this year because that'll be the end of that uh it takes it away from ESPN it's going to Fox CBS and NBC just shows the draw of college sports still, the draw of football. We spent this whole first segment talking about the football. Uh, the Big Ten title game we did we forgot to mention, that's going to alternate between uh, stations. Fox is going to have it every other year, so 2023, 20, 25, 27, and 29. CBS will have it in 2024 and 28. NBC gets it once in 2026, so... Uh, everybody's going to get at least one crack at it with the Big Ten title game, but um, it show, like I said, it shows the draw of football, the draw of college sports. None of that has went away. It's only getting bigger and bigger, and um, just, a, an, again, an enormous deal that $7 billion plus, uh, up to $11 billion. Writing those numbers out is just hard to really fathom. And like I said, it sets the table, not just for the SEC, but for media rights deals everywhere. Everybody was watching this. The NBA has a, a media rights deal coming up and, and various other leagues and, and conferences were looking at this. Uh, so I, I think the Big Ten knocked it out of the park. It's hard to argue against that. They, um, by splitting it up, I think they try to get as much money as possible out of this deal. And it's hard to argue that they didn't. Because if this does increase to around $11 billion, um, those, again, that that increase would come if the Big Ten expands. I'm going to give you a spoiler warning here. The Big Ten is going to expand in the next seven years. I think they're going to add at least one or two schools uh, in the next seven years. So as that expands, the deal expands. So this is going to be a gargantuan number by the end of it. Uh, going to be interesting to monitor and see what um, – what these next seven years are going to be like because it's a it's a change and it is a step into the future like i said we spent that whole first segment talking about football um indiana is the exception and not the rule when it comes to football and 
the interest there. We have everything you're going to want to know about the basketball, where that's going to be found, as well as some reactions to this deal as well. Before we jump into that, betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf, even college sports. Uh, Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thanks again for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day, guys. The Ultimate College Football Preview is here. A seven-episode preview with college experts, local team experts, and Odyssey College Football Insiders. It's everything you need to be ready for the college football season all in one spot. Search for Ultimate College Football Preview on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Unfortunately, I don't think IU has probably mentioned much in that in that preview, but for you Big Ten fans uh, that are rip-roaring, ready to go for football, head on over there and give that a listen. Let's talk basketball because that's what we care about around here. It's not a lot that's going to change. Uh, it might change where you have to watch the games at, but largely it is staying the same. Um, CBS is only going to carry 11 regular season Big Ten games in 2023. After it's after that, though, it's going to jump to 15. So uh, CBS not going to be the predominant one. Big Ten Network is going to keep most of this stuff. Um, that wasn't going to change. Fox and uh, Big Ten Network, which is owned by Fox, still has the predominant rights to this. Uh, so that really wasn't going to change too much. Um and basketball was kind of second nature. Um, there wasn't really as much of a need. Like, there wasn't as much of a desire to get the basketball games as there was the football games. So I I don't think in general when it comes to men's basketball, too much is going to change. Women's basketball, though, that is going to change. Peacock's going to uh, stream 32 regular season games in 2023 and then 47 after that. So neither of those are huge jumps, but it's going to go from – 43 games between CBS and Peacock to 62. So 20 more games are going to be more easily found, which is notable when you put it like that. Um, they're also going to carry the opening round of the Big Ten tourney. Uh, but most importantly, as we mentioned, they're going to carry around 30 women's games each season. Uh, there wasn't an exact number on that. Um, that was something we discussed. Make women's basketball more accessible. Um, it has been frustrating to try to, uh, watch women's basketball and IU women's basketball the last couple seasons, uh, because so much of it is behind paywalls that, uh, are a little bit pricey and things of that nature. So, um, make women's basketball more accessible. Peacock is, I saw a lot of kind of visceral reactions, uh, to Peacock, um, it's not a bad app. I mean, it, there's a good amount of stuff on there. Uh, but especially now that the big 10 is going to be on there and a lot of basketball games are going to be on there. I have it. I would recommend it. I have it for soccer, but I would recommend it. It's going to be good value now. Uh, and especially now that there's a place where we can watch big 10 women's basketball games, Fox and FS one will carry 45 regular season games. 
between them, Big Ten Network uh, is going to carry at least 126 regular season games. As I said, that's not going to change. Big Ten Network is still going to be your predominant home for men's basketball, but it's it's going to be in a couple different places. I think more than anything, ultimately, more games are just going to be kind of available and more nationally televised or, or on these streaming apps that uh, aren't quite as hidden or, or difficult to find, which I think ultimately is a win. Uh, back to the note on women's basketball, forgot to mention, starting in 2023, the Big Ten's women's basketball final is going to appear on CBS for the first time. That's notable. IU was in the championship game, was in the final last season. Uh, so getting a chance to see them on CBS would be incredible. So big win there. The Big, Ten's, uh, Big Ten men's basketball tournament semifinals and final will continue on CBS as well. Uh, an interesting note from Nicole Arbach from The Athletic, a, a terrific um, college sports reporter, uh, very reliable, but uh, she made note. I don't know how much of this is reporting or speculation. I I will I think it's going to be true, but the Big Ten can still explore uh, or may still explore specialty packages with partners like Amazon, like Apple, like Turner. I'm a little surprised Apple didn't get involved, but perhaps tied to kind of specific one-off events. If the Big Ten were to expand its conference membership beyond just USC and UCLA, it could open the door to another media package. Uh, especially if it's West Coast schools like Stanford, Cal, Oregon, Washington. Uh, you can sell kind of some late-night Saturday packages for football or uh, some late-night basketball packages, um, a league source pointed out. So there is some reporting there, still maybe a little bit of speculation, but it, it it's it's fair speculation. I We talked that the Big Ten squeezed like every drop they could out of this deal and there's still a little bit left on the on the rag to, to squeeze out. So uh, if they want to, I, I think there's a little bit more they could get out of this. And it may depend on what they do uh, with expansion here in the future. And ultimately, I still think they had somebody from the West with UCLA and USC. Um, but if that's the case, that, that could open up types of, of deals to do as well. I think one of my favorite reactions to this or maybe favorite things pointed out. It's from Dan Wetzel of Yahoo Sports, uh, another great college sports writer. But uh, college sports leaders argued to the Supreme Court that fans would immediately tune out if players were to sign NIL deals and alter the, quote, unique nature of amateur athletics. Today, the Big Ten announced a $1 billion per year multi-network television deal. I think that goes to show <laughs> that... NIL is not ruining college sports. It, it might be a bit of a headache at times. It might, it does need a little bit of refinement, but nobody is tuning out because, oh no, college athletes are being paid. They're tuning in more. <laughs> the, the deals are getting bigger. So uh, I, I don't think there are many detractors really anymore about NIL. Um, again, maybe the way it's used, but I, I just thought that was a fair kind of assessment and just shows kind of the silliness and the honestly the dishonesty with which uh, they were making arguments about NIL and against it. But ultimately, again, I said this before, it's a landmark deal for college athletics for the Big Ten. It's going to pave the way for a lot of deals here in the future. 
the Big Ten could still keep growing, but ultimately a huge deal for the conference, for the schools, uh, for everyone involved, and um, change the landscape. No more, like I said, no more Big Ten on ESPN. It's going to be a little bit weird. Sounds like NBC is really stepping up to make uh, Big Ten Saturday nights a really big thing. I, I don't know how about how many times I use going to be on there, but uh, it'll be fun to watch nonetheless. So, what a what a big day for the conference, and what a big day for kind of the media landscape, the sports landscape as well. Let's talk a little bit something uh, more fun to wrap up this week of shows. IU and the NCAA College Football 2024 video game. There's a fun article on Indie Star that gave some insight into um, what IU is doing to be a, a unique part of this video game. So as I mentioned, Zach Osterman had a, a, a pretty fun article in the Indie Star. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, back in, it's been about a decade, I believe, uh, that there used to be NCAA college football 14 or 2013 or whatever it would feature a cover athlete would feature all the all the players all the schools uh you could play your your career mode where you played as a player you could could take over a program uh i've led iu to national championships over alabama before it was a fun game the problem was there were a lot of likenesses being used and zero dollars being paid out especially when it came to the the cover athletes uh no money going out on any of those. That's ultimately what got it shut down is that um, th that no money was being used or given out for it and that uh, they were banking a lot of money on it. So it got shut down. Once the NIL uh, deal kind of became official, EA Sports announced that it, the college football game would be coming back because they could now compensate the players. Uh, and... It will come out next July, July of 2023. Um, but it is, it was interesting reading Zach Osterman's piece because basically EA sent out to every school um, a checklist. They need, they wanted, they needed pictures of the stadiums to, and lots of them. I think the the final total was over 800 pictures to try to get as realistic as a. Uh, stadium as a render in the game as possible. Um, they they asked for yard lines. They asked for uh, photos from different points in the stands, uh, from different angles in the stands, 360-degree photos, panoramic photos. And then they asked for anything unique around or inside the stadium. For IU, uh, that included Hep's Rock, that included the sweeping five-story press box uh, and the distinctive uh, twin spires of IU's north end zone facility, as Zach Osterman said. So the big kind of towers in the north end zone are going to be on there. Uh, you'll have Hep's Rock there, which is going to be awesome. Uh, you will have the, the huge press box there. When it comes to Memorial Stadium, there isn't a lot that's distinctive necessarily. Um Maybe not as much as other schools and other programs, but uh, also um, IU, this is from the article, quote, concurrently IU Senior Associate AD for Strategic Communications, what a mouthful of a title, uh, Jeremy Gray compiled a similarly detailed list of potential sound effects specific to Memorial Stadium. 
what music the band should play on first down as opposed to third down, uh, whether it would do something different after touchdown compared to an extra point. Uh, and additionally, EA wanted crowd reactions and traditions like I use first down march, uh, all to build as realistic of a recreation as possible. So um, that is going to be a lot of fun to get all of that into the video game. Again, IU isn't steeped in football tradition. I'm still going to play as IU. I'm still going to lead them to national titles because there's nothing more sweet than beating Alabama in the national title game. Um, there was some mention about NIL. Look, you can say that you're going to pay these players for their likenesses. That is quite an undertaking uh, to get every college player signed up for this. Um, Zach Osterman noted in some cases, uh, athletes have entered into kind of group licensing arrangements at schools uh, to try to speed up the process. That isn't um, that hasn't always been the case, and just the sheer magnitude of it is make it's just going to make it complicated. So um, there's been a lot of runway given. This was announced back before NIL was announced. This is going to be multiple years in production before it is made, but. Hopefully, fingers crossed, there's no delays. They're able to get this out, and we're able to play as the Hoosiers in Memorial Stadium and actually win some games because it doesn't happen a lot there uh, and win some games with fans in attendance. I'm looking forward to this. I can't wait for this. Um, I'm sure a lot of you guys are going to be playing this as well. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back with you next week to continue building up to – Game number one against Illinois for IU football as fall camp continues on. Know what your team is up against across the Big Ten with Locked On Big Ten. Everyday host Nate Dickinson and the local experts of Locked On take you across the Big Ten in 30 minutes. Make Locked On Big Ten your second listen, Locked On Big Ten. I was on yesterday's episode. We talked um, biggest overachievers, biggest underachievers uh, for the Big Ten this upcoming season. Made some predictions Head on over there and listen to what uh, we had to say. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers. Subscribe to the podcast if you guys have not already. Helps us out a ton. Leave that quick rating and review while you're over there. Most importantly, though, guys, have a terrific, terrific Friday and LEO.